this is Hank Dixon, AK the joke dealer. Hashtag pay teachers more money. And I'm rocking with Michelle C and Candid Kisses TV. It's the Jill of All Trades, Michelle C, aka DJ Make a Move. She cute. Your host of Candid Kisses TV everywhere you need to be. And if you don't know by now, it's not your typical interview, y'all. Candy Kisses blown away. Candy Kisses TV for tomorrow today. Man, throw that all the on that bitch. That be sound like Candy Pain. Hi there, this is Kim Cole. And you are rocking with Candy Kisses TV. It's your boy Talon, baby. We're chilling. Candy Kisses TV. With my girl Michelle C. Don't take it personal. Bruh man from the fifth floor in the ATL chilling with Candy Kisses TV. What's up, y'all? You're watching Candy Kisses TV. Where my whole girl Michelle. Hello there. Have you asked yourself what you're missing? I have. It's Candy Kisses TV. <laughs> Girl Michelle C, aka DJ, make a move the Jill of all trades, and I'm bringing you another banger like I always do. But right about the same time, I always gotta threaten y'all a little bit, you know, because y'all be tripping. Subscribe now, I'm gonna tell you, Mama. And before we get into it, let me tell you something. I'm so serious, but I'm gonna let my fellow Aquarius sisters tell you how we get down. I don't wanna fuck nobody up. No, 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 no. been grinding for a long time and he also is he's educated he, he educated nut you hear me okay so i am bringing you mr hang dancing pew, 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 pew. let's get into it come on now thank you thank you what's going on michelle how are you man this is amazing this is good girl look this is good production Okay. You know, I'm trying to razzle-dazzle, you know. <laughs> okay. I like the level of this. This is on the level. Come on, man. Don't don't have me coming and getting scheduled and getting here watching my face for no <laughs> half-ass production. I like this. Oh, no. We be on time. We be doing our thing. That's what Aquarius do, you know. Man, the Jill of all trades, okay? I and, is, and is. That's and is. So we're going to get your business yeah. just a little bit. That's the up. So I'm going to ask you the first question I always ask people. What made you know that entertainment was the thing for you? I was the I was a kid, so 
Look, my parents was partiers. Like my mother was a background dancer for Ike and Tina Turner in St. Louis. So when I grew up, we were Springfield, Massachusetts. My mother used to have after hour, like Mm -hmm. she worked at the bars and all that stuff. But her and my father had after hours at our house. And we were like the only little black family in the neighborhood, kind of. And my father Mm -hmm. is an engineer. He did, he, he just was handy. You know, he built a ventilation system, a full bar in our basement and soundproofed it. Wow. So they would have parties and I would be upstairs sleep, never knew, but I was a Michael Jackson kid. Like I was a kid, uh, I was asthmatic, I was always sick. So I was a kid that I got to watch late night TV. Cause you know, if you give some kids some albuterol, some prednisone, they up. So I couldn't okay. sleep at 12, one o'clock. I'm watching all the Michael Jackson, all the late night stuff. And I started mimicking everything. Like I could do the whole, and they would have me come down in my little footed pajamas. Yeah. Little, little footed pajamas. My mother be like, you can get some devil eggs and some chicken wings if you come mm-hmm. down here. Because my friends want to see you perform. Because I told them that. And I'd go down there and they'd be playing the music. And I'd mm-hmm. all that. And, like, ah! and I didn't know what that was. Right. I didn't know what that energy was. But I enjoyed the the reaction, and then I did that fair reunions. My cousins be like, they be like, and I was Henry. You know, I'm little Henry. You know what I mean? They call uh-huh. my father's Henry Senior. So they were like, little little Hank know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Little Hank, I knew all like all the new edition, all that, and I would just do it from the beginning to end. They be like, how does he know all that? And right. that was the first blink of, yo, you gonna be something in the entertainment business? You okay. have something to do with it because. Performing never bothered me. Mm. Like oh. I wasn't Easter speeches. You could, they were people would come just to see me do my Easter speech because it'd be so dramatic. I'm like in the rock moved, <laughs> and I wasn't a preacher kid. You know what I mean? Right, I was you a, what you do? But I would give them all the nuances, animation. They'd be like, "That boy's something else. That boy's something else." And I would be, I would imitate everybody, the preachers, the, the everybody. Cousins come over. I could do mm-hmm. the uncles' voices. And they would be like, how does he do that? And I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> as long as people laugh and having a good time around me, I knew that was where I needed to be. Now, so it, it, made, it, it constantly called me. Now, you know, it made, it just tickled me that you said your Easter speech because my, <laughs> my brother will never live this down. He got up there. My mom had been working with him for weeks and weeks and weeks. Hey, you got to get your Easter speech because this is going to be your time to shine. That nigga got up there and like, I forgot my Easter speech. And oh, and got a stand ovation. Right. And they'd be like, well, get, hey, give it up. Come, baby. Let up, baby. Baby, he did the best he could do. Okay. We just asked him to do the best they can do. We we had a level. I had a younger brother. Uh, my older brother didn't really go to church with us, but we were always competing against the preacher's kids. Mm, okay. Like the, pastor, the pastor had like kids, grandkids, and he would just give them love all the time. But everybody else's kids, man, it was. So me, me and my brother, we always coming through like any performances, anything mm-hmm. we had to do. We was just like, yo, we the Densons. This is what we do. Okay. All day. Drop the mic. Yo, keep your Easter eggs, Pastor. Keep your, keep all them. Keep your little gold coins, chocolate. Keep all that. We don't need that. Right. You know what I mean? So we we were like, was my brother played the drums. My brother was the mm. church drummer. And this okay. is the church. So it's no, you know all the, you know what I mean. He was nice. He was a he was actually a prodigy because he was playing at six seven. He was beating up my father's bar stools like he got a lot of whoopings for that. We were just yeah. musically talented, client, and our parents 
didn't give us a, we didn't have a ceiling. They were like, do it. Now you, they now wasn't, wasn't going to put no money in it, though. We didn't take no lessons or nothing. But they were now like, you, when we get back, well, I'm, I'm going to have to, uh, before we get to the next thing, I got to ask you about the, did you have, any, were you ever able to be backstage with Ike and Tina? No. So do you understand me? This is before I was born. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, this is old. This is before I was born. My older brother, he mm -hmm. says he remembers. Okay, so this is a story my mother told me, right? Okay. Mother don't make mother don't tell no lies, not about no fight. Mm. And she said, she said a couple of times, she said, this is how she said it. She said, Yeah, Ike with his little ass self, always jumping up in somebody's damn face. And I was like, was he little? She said he wasn't a big man. She no, said he was jumping up in people's faces. She said one time we was trying to do a show because there was some bookers in there. Mm -hmm. And the bookers was trying to, we was trying to get some more work. This nigga coming here, jumping on, driving up on Tina. We're like, no, nigga, you messing up our money. Now, uh -huh. we need to get out there and perform. And, and she told me, she said, she said they had pulled out knives. I was like, what? She said, yeah, we got tired of him. This girl was talented. She out there, stop, all that. She's like, no. I said, Did, I said, so let me, let me find out, Ma, that you're the one that inspired the beat up limousine scene. Come on, yes, Yes, sir. She said, no, nah, we ain't doing this. We ain't Come on, doing this. And my mother, yo, she don't play no games. Like, I've seen her smack people and beat <laughs> up ladies, drag. I like, I've been, I was a little kid. She didn't care. She put me in the backseat of the car. Peanuts, mm -hmm. you know when you little peanuts, you get a little soda, put the peanuts in the soda. You the happiest kid, maybe a Hershey bar. You ain't right. moving out that backseat. You and ain't my mother going there and I hear like, bitch, did it smack? Boop, get in the car. Get that Monte Carlo and drive. We just okay. like, did she beat up three people? Then I hear later, like you know, they upstairs talking. D, you didn't have to do that to that lady. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Tina was my Tina and still is my girl. When you know, all the other you know kids at three, four years old, they singing Mary had a little line, baby. I was in there. What's love got to do? Right, right. Oh my right. shit. Right. Tell right. you. Baby, I didn't do any of that. Michael Jackson was my dude. So mm -hmm. if you said anything to me, they were like, sing something. I'd be like, you can't win, child. I, I would just hit it. They were like, where do you get these songs from? Mm -hmm. And Lou Rawls, I had, my father used to, Lou Rawls all the time. That was his dude. He was A-track, hit that little wee. And Lou Rawls played every time. I was like, this song is forever. <laughs> you will never find. I was like, oh. Please find it, because I'm sick of this song. <laughs> I was like, boo. I was like, dude, can we get out of the car now? Can we, can, can we get... If you had to hear, we knew that we were going on a long ride if we heard Lou Rawls at least six times. We were like, oh, we've been in the car a minute. <laughs> you know what song used to get on my nerves and my sister-in-law play it till this day? That damn A Lovely Day. I'm oh. like, I don't want to hear that song no more. I, it's oh, ain't that lovely no more. I just, I can't. <laughs> oh, just one look at you. You know, I only like that song when I had an edible. When I have an edible, <laughs> right? Whoa. I mean. <laughs> look, I need two things an edible and a rental car with insurance on it. Oh, because I ain't gonna smash up my car. Let <laughs> one look at you. I'll be, man. Okay, yeah. well, now, when was your first time? Like, what was your first time on stage? Like, do you even remember the first time? Yeah, my brother said, well, my brother used to be, a, he's a big DJ. He used to be a big DJ in uh, between Boston, New York, Connecticut. And him and his boys used to do these shows where they used to bring the Def Jam comedians, early Def Jam. And okay. I, I was a funny dude, you know what I mean? Roasting, clown, crack. We called it cracking. 
In Massachusetts, we call it cracking, what they call roasted here in Atlanta. And I was just nice with it. I'd just be like, eh, hey, what are you talking about? This is what, it, hey, this is be like this. This is how your mom be all over me. Huh? They'd be like, why are you talking about? I didn't care. I was just like, and I come in the room, blah, blah, blah. Everybody was catching it. And my brother was like, you have so many animation, animated stories, but the New York dudes be late. Mm, okay. They'd be real late. They would be like, yo, we supposed to be, the show's supposed to start at nine. Them dudes would show up at 10. And mm-hmm. then we acted fun. You know, it was just like, so my brother, one time they were running late. People were getting antsy, asking for their money back. He's like, yo, I need you to just get up and just talk, do something. Just entertain, right? Yo, I did a little joke. It's a joke. It's called the York Peppermint Patty. And okay. it's like, every time he's like, you know what? I'll be watching your Peppermint Patty commercials, but you don't ever watch that commercial when you high. And they're like, why? I said, because you just live out everything in reality. Like, you know, I'm smoking in blood. I'm high. Next thing you know, the little white lady come out. I mean, sensation of a York Peppermint Patty. And then she fly off of her credit score, go up or something that white people get. And right. then I flipped it in. <laughs> and then I go, but put a black, put a Jamaican in there. They're going to be like, hey, this is a naggy puff. And the Puff Crew, this is our original selector. Rewind. Whoop, 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 whoop. And then I would do all that. And they'd be like, and then he's so high, he would forget. He'd be like, uh, every time I get the sensation of uh, mint with the chocolate on it, and the producer get mad, he'd be like, damn it. He'd be like, hey, boy, I'm going to put a cop in your ass right here, national on TV. And I would do the voice, do poor right. reasons. I would do all that. Then I did a black. I'd be like, if you put a sister, a sister be like, hey, well, my name is Keisha. Mm-hmm. Word, word. Like, every time I get the sensation of a Y'all sit your ass down. <laughs> and that was my first joke because I used to do act outs. Yeah. Comedy comedian people was talking about, yo, hey, yo, I didn't know you had all that in you. And I was like, yo, I didn't know either. And then that was the that was that was the bite because it was like, yo, people. Were, and I was funnier than some of the New York dudes that came. So they were like, yo, why aren't you doing comedy? And I was yeah. like, how do you? Then I didn't know how you get paid. I was like, "How do I get paid?" That's a good question. Cause I look, I'm still learning that part. <laughs> yeah, because my brother just gave me. You know, I just he just ran a tab. I, I was like, I can't. I don't need to drink Hennessy all night. That's how you get paid. Like oh, I didn't know God. how comedians get paid. I was like, I don't need liquor. I need money. Like I gotta go to work in the morning. Drunk. Exactly. Yeah. So, but that's that was the first. And I, I Michelle, I shit you not first show, and then mm. from there it just. Were you like when you got up there? Were you nervous? Are you just like, oh, this is if I get the house? I don't care. Like, I really, I really don't. You don't care. get no nerves at all. I get anxious. I'm one of them comedians that feel like if it's if it's a show, and put it like this, I've changed over the years. If my name ain't on the marquee and all that, I don't make it. But I make sure that I'm going. You're going to remember me, and I'm going to reset the energy in that whatever time I do. But if it's my show, I get anxious. I feel like nobody loves and does comedy like I do. So I'm always like, hurry up. Man, what? And he, the person could be killing. I'm like, okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, but light, I get- light, light, let's go. So that's why, you know, if you see me at some clubs and I just, I'm not getting up, it's because mm-hmm. it's not my show. And then when I, when I want to, when I want to go, mm-hmm. you, I'm going to be running the light. Cause I'm going to be, it's a, it's a exchange of energy that I need. Mm. Most people be like, oh, I mean, I'm talented. I need that. That has been something that's been keeping me on this planet, keeping me moving in a positive direction my whole life. So I, yeah. I'm ready. And I don't get that nervous. 
Well, you blessed because I get I get nervous. I don't. I'm more. I'm less nervous when I'm around people that I know. Yeah. But then when it's like a total room of strangers and I'm up there by myself, when you when your crew can't come, I'm like, yeah. okay, man, I got to figure out what these niggas like. So I tell this to all the newer comedians, right? Mm-hmm. You get to do comedy. Not okay. everybody has it in them to get to do it. A lot of people say, oh, I want to do comedy. A lot of people can hide behind a camera and do comedy. It's not the same. That stand up. Because I don't take away from anybody doing this social media. Right. Because I've hit viral videos, videos. But the thing is, that stand up, it's the first initial burst of energy. Talent told me this. Talent, okay. I was doing the Apollo Theater. Talent, and I knew these guys. Talent was like, yo, let's run over your set. And I told him about my set. He was like, you about to get booed. <laughs> I was like, what? But I knew, but it was an experience that I, I had to experience. Because you don't experience rejection at this. You're never going to be prepared for the growth. Because you yes. got to know that you you could not, you got to know what a bad set is. A lot of people don't know what a bad set is because everybody like, oh, you killed. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. You've seen it. You've been in the green room where they be like, oh, you did your thing. I like it. You be sitting back like, what set did you see? Because right. Cause you know when your you know when you did good. Like yo, yo, you and that's all you your heart if you did good or not. That's all you need. So that feeling right there is what I gravitate to. Give me that feeling any day where I go out, I do my thing, and then if I know all my nuances hit and I come up with a new bit while I'm up there and I get a new tag or a new leg to a joke, oh, it's it's cooking. And that is what God bless you with. Like the fact that you could do all this stuff you just did, right? Mm-hmm. The talking, you're doing the show, that's a gift. I've been on so many streams and they don't look like this. They don't, you sent me details. That's the energy. That's all inside you. And it's another level to this. There's another level to what you're going to be able to do. You just got to get all that other stuff and that noise out of the way. And that's all it is. Comedy is just, you move your noise, you find your voice. Nobody can't tell you nothing. That's the only thing I'm trying to figure out, even what that terminology means when they say find your voice. Because I don't even know what that, I don't know. Does that mean to find your groove? What is it like? No, you go, you, when, no matter what it is, you're going to be, um, you're going to be you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. okay, prime example, Ali Sadiq is the prime example of a comedian that's, that does not change who he is or what he does for <laughs> any room. And I've been on, like, I've, I'm blessed to have, like, my boys, Rodney Perry, George Wallace, mm-hmm. you know, Caroline Race, some, even some, some of the white comedians are my people. And right. when I'm talking to them, they are organically them. Not the person that's on Every time you're talking to them, telling jokes for no reason, but it's your conversation. The yeah. way I talk all the time is the, that's what people see me go up for energy because I'm not invested in this conversation. And I don't people understand that. If you live a little bit, I don't invest my good energy in people. They be like, well, I saw you destroy there. How come mm-hmm. you don't? Because I'm, I wasn't invested in that. Like I, I knew I wasn't going to get what I re- was supposed to get from it. So why am I throwing myself out? And do all that. I'm not, that's not, but you come to a Hank Denson show. That's my show. You'll be like, oh, I didn't know that. Hour 15, hour 20, bow, 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 bow. You laughing. But anywhere else, I'm like, these is reps. It's just like you threw me a basketball. But your voice, the more and more you get uncomfortable. And I'm mm-hmm. talking about when you know, like, oh, God, it feel like in the pit of your stomach, but you still get up, you just mm-hmm. jumped another level. Oh, well, then that's every day then. Yeah. <laughs> Every day, yo, you go, and it becomes a muscle memory. 
Yeah. Because yeah. With anything, like you doing, you do it enough, you can close your eyes and do it. And what happens is in that room, you challenge yourself. So you'll be like, oh, yeah, somebody say something smart because, you know, we in this business where somebody be like, oh, they ain't that funny. I don't know why. They and then you'll be like, oh, let me heat this bitch up. Let me cook this yeah. real quick. And you're going to get there. It's just the reps, the time, and that uncomfortable feeling. Go after it. Don't be scared of it. Go after it. Somebody say, hey, you want to do my show? Be like, yup. See, I ain't never turning down no show. My thing is, like I said, like you said, the energy is very important. Yeah. So, like, you know, you might go to these open mics and there might be like five people in that room. Yeah. And it's like people are like, oh, that's easy to like. It's not really easy. And when you have some a room of that small, because right. you can see every little eye and you can see every little judgment. That's when you'd be like, all you right. You need I'm that though. Do. You need that. Like, I've done so many rooms in uncomfortable places, right? Okay. And, you know, people are like, there was a thing. It, there, there's, there's a thing where you just hit this mark where you're going to reset the room anyways. And that's yeah. a lot of people who you say really funny. Like, you got an array of people, right? You got different levels of comedy. And then you got one person that can come in the middle of it and reset the room. You can't, you can't, you can't forget that joke. JJ yeah. from The Sip is one of those people. Yeah, there's, a dude, there's a white dude. Um, Bob Marley is one of them people. There's a couple of people when they come in the room, they reset the room and you can't you can't go there again. Mm. You 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 know what? Other people are going to be funny. Right. They go, you're going to remember them, but that person resets the room. And mm. that's the part where, like, I'll give you this. Anytime you get on the stage, you don't know where to start because your crowd, if you just say, if you love yourself, give yourself a round of applause. That is your first thing out of your mouth to mm -hmm. them that's going to give you a response. Got you. Don't, you know, don't address how many people you did this. I look like this. You look like this. I'm happy to be here. If you love yourself, give yourself a round of applause. Yeah, I know, because I love me and go into your set and mm -hmm. just, just da 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 da. And the first initial, I call it bars. Most comedians, is your first bars, which is your premise, your tags, and then your punchline, that mm -hmm. is the first joke you do in its entirety. Just, yeah. just do it in its entirety because it's going to give you a cadence, which is your rhythm. Mm -hmm. And that's when you fall into, this is who I am. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Look, I'm taking. I'm taking notes. No, well, you, know, well, you know, I'm. I'm one thing. They, the, the some of the young cats call me the professor because mm -hmm. it's not. But it's not about. I, I'm. I study it, and yeah. I'm not. I'm not. It's comedy is an amazing thing because it touches everything. Yes, I really love you. Oh, it touches so much stuff, Michelle. And people be like, "Oh, no, I want to blow up." I'm like, "Yo, you gonna get there?" But mm -hmm. dude, imagine the the conversations and the the experiences you are gonna get on the way there. Mm. Oh yeah. The yeah. I've been told a long time, like, why you you know who was the first person to tell me to get on stage? And I was like, I don't know. Alton Walker, he was like, What well, get on stage? I was like, All right. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's you know, the stage is one thing, but it's gonna get you set for this because you don't know what this turns into. Absolutely. Absolutely. This turns into, oh, I got a show, then I am doing live events, then I'm hosting events. You got to go out there and be like, smack, smack, smack. They be like, oh, I didn't know she did all that. Yes. And mm -hmm. give me my check. I'll take my yeah. check. Okay, all of them. I don't want just one. I want oh. all of them. Uh -huh. you, I, I got my deposit. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> now, when did you know that you were a good writer? Because as a comedian, you know, you have to write. So when did um, you know that you was just dope with that? A um, couple of people I, I just gave tags to. Like, okay. I would give tags to cats. And then I did it more... I did it more in Massachusetts or like up north than I did it here. 
Um, but well, no, because the, the last couple of years, I would say the last seven years, I was able to pin some stuff for commercials, some other stuff. Um, and then I do some writing segments for some other shows. Um, you know, and comedians, we sit down like a lot of comedians when, when they get ready to do a show where it has to be commercially sound and mm-hmm. they're trying to get marketing. Um, I go with a lot of comedians and take their set apart and I don't change who, what their voice is, but I give them the marketability and the transparency so that that joke transcends through a color. There's no, there's no black, there's no white. You can't see black in the joke. You could just hear your voice and you see the joke. And that's where a lot of a lot of comedians that have that have a following, all that, and they want to cross over. And it's not really a crossover; it's going after the other money. Because comedy, once, and, and then people say oh, it was white. No, because if you go to Dave Chappelle, everybody says this. Dave Chappelle had a white crowd, but he didn't have a white crowd. It's where he started because he started comedy in D.C. with right. Tony Woods, all them, and then he went to New York, and then it's just what shows he was doing. He was doing Star Search, all that. So right. he was getting checks from mainstream. Exactly. It's not that he didn't have an urban appeal. He just wasn't getting... There's not... you. But there's not that many urban clubs. Yeah. Back in the day, they had rooms. Like, they had the Sugar Shack in Harlem. Like, Bill Bellamy had club. Everybody had, like, a room. There was a real chitlin' circuit. But mm-hmm. outside of that, how much more money could you make? How... Yeah. What, until Def Jam hit, if you didn't do Star Search or any of those other shows or Byron Allen, that just came around, you weren't seen as an urban act at all. Wow. And then if you did a mainstream room, they would first thing they said to my, oh, you a sellout. No, dude, I bought a house. That part. <laughs> I mean, I bought a house and, you know, I'm leaving some some wealth for my children. And there's, there's residual in that show. When they show that show, I get a check. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because I my comedian friend Wally Collins, he was one of the first. He was one of the first hosts for one of the MTV shows. Oh, Comedy Central. Okay, now you know Wally Collins. He's from my hometown, but he's a com- commercially sound dude. And yeah. you and all comedy is built on the going back to get the sponsorship. People act like they don't they don't get it, but you become a comedian to do the work to get the sponsorship. You do the work to come back around, get the sponsorship. That's what Kevin Hart, everybody else does. You don't do comedy and be like, oh, I don't want to do it. I don't. Yeah. The sponsorship is them giving you a big check because your voiceover or something is going to be in a commercial or it's going to do, they're going to put commercial spots on it. That's what Facebook and all that is. Your push and your energy gets ads placed to sell commercials. Well, you know, I came from the radio world, so you know I'm all oh, about. Oh, so yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you, 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 you know, we got we got to go to commercial. Shoot, <laughs> okay. Uh, my check didn't clear, so that's that's <laughs> now I'm saying you know you showing your age when you said Star Search. You you went back with that one. <laughs> hey, I but I, you know, I me mean, the thing about it is that's you know a lot of the younger comedians and I they don't they didn't see it. I did yeah. comic view twice. Hmm. Yep. And it's like when I did Comic View, they was giving out seven thousand dollar checks. I hear the next couple of years, it was like, man, Comic View gave me twenty five hundred dollars. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't need, I don't need to do these shows no more. <laughs> yeah, that's going down then, didn't it? <laughs> I need to find my white voice. I'm that part. <laughs> yeah, I'm cold switching now, over here. 
I always get deeper into the conversation when I ask because I want to know what the who the comedian really is. So behind just the comedy, like who is your favorite rapper or, or singer? Oh, my favorite singer is Anita Baker. Okay. Yeah, I love that. Beginning to end. Are you going to Vegas to see her? I, I stopped going to see Anita Baker, and this is this is personal. Anita Baker, don't be singing all her songs. I don't like that. Okay. Anita, Anita got me at Chance State a couple of times. Me and my wife. <laughs> Beginning to end, 365 days of the year. Thank you. That ain't the whole song, Anita. Uh-uh. You better you not just do a melody. Thank I want the whole song. Thank you. You've been all the good times. Thank you. No. You better sing the whole song, Anita. <laughs> What's your favorite Anita song? Look, ain't nobody asked you to be here if you didn't want to be here. No, you better sing the whole song. <laughs> all right, like Anita Baker, my favorite rapper. Um, I grew up with Tribe Called Quest, Big okay. L. Um, so I would say what identified to me as a person was Tribe Called Quest. Okay, check the rhyme. All that. Bonita okay. Apple Bone, you gotta yes. put me on. I left my wallet in Elsa oh, Gun. All that, all yes, that, I know that one. All that poor righteous teacher. I was a that was my thing. And then L O N S. Then you know, but I I grew up Big L. You know, all those rappers from that because my brother was a DJ, so right. I knew everybody's music and I knew where their samples came from because that's what he was mm-hmm. doing. So when people came out with a sample from something that my brother was like, "Yo, that's." Hall of Notes. That's this. I'd be like, oh, that's whack. Why would they think? Right. So it kind of, if you weren't doing original music or tracks or all this, I would just be like, eh, you ain't really. You know track made me mad when he remade it. Um, what was it? Um, Mario Winans. I don't want to know. It made me so mad because I was like, I if you gonna remake like a track, I don't want to know. Like, I don't want to hear this song. It was just. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh yeah. Mario Wine has messed me up because I was like, don't your church pay more? Yeah, that part. <laughs> but you know, everybody got church hurt, so you know what I'm saying? Hey, so, you know what? Hey, everybody everybody you know. wanna be in the club. Everybody, everybody don't care, don't care who you are. So wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. What who is your uh what who is what's your uh favorite Anita song? Oh, um from beginning from beginning to oh no 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 um rapture. Okay. I think my mom is a, her her favorite one is that um yeah I think it's from beginning in three sixty five whatever yeah, from beginning to yeah. three and she, and she was in that role when I saw the video that's when I fell in love because I like the little haircut mm-hmm. you know that little um you know that little almost looked like mine kind yeah I love that right. I love that because I was in love with all short hair Halle Berry. Uh, mm. All the short hair, uh, Nia Long. I was like, "Ooh, you can rock a short haircut," and I still love you. Woo! That in the long run, you know, when they you get older, everybody lose their hair, so it's all about this. So you would still love Jada, huh? Uh, J- we ain't gonna talk about Jada. Jada made me mad. Jada, Jada bothered me. Jada shook up the whole world. Okay. I told my I told my wife, women run the world. Facts. Women, women, why? You know, a lot of people be hating on female comedians, but the truth of the matter is, women run the comedy clubs because ain't no dude just going to the comedy club. They going with their girlfriend or their wife. I tell everybody, if you ain't writing jokes, you going in there to uh, disrespect women. uh, You ain't gonna have a long comp. Well, some people get away with it because some women like that that shit. Some women, because I watched T.K. Kirkland and. Corey Holcomb say the most horrible stuff. And the women be like, he crazy. I want to take a picture. I'm like, he just told you that you wasn't shit, man. 
<laughs> well, I ain't. I ain't. This is the thing, though. Most of the people when you you don't you're not offended by that if it don't pertain to you because it's like, oh yeah, he right. talking about he talking about me. <laughs> yeah, he, he, I don't know. He he must be talking about these other hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm like, no, he, he talking about all hoes. <laughs> he ain't talking about me. Shoot, I ain't one of them hoes. I'm one of them hoes that do, wait a minute, man, stop calling yourself a hoe. Well, anyways. <laughs> right. Now, speaking of, you said you used to roast, and I didn't even know that. I didn't know you could roast like that. So since, roast we, since we can talk about the roast, if you had to pick three people to be on a roasting team, who would yeah. it be? Um, D.L. Ugly. Okay. Uh, Double D. Okay. And Tony Tone. Tony Tone. Light skin Tony Newell. I know you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Tony is because Tony does the. Okay, so this is his. This is history for me. Mm -hmm. Him and K Dub was going at it. We were at the Laugh of Palooza. This mm -hmm. is when Jamie Foxx, the first one, everybody was here in Atlanta, and they were going at it. And okay. K-Dub said something, bow, hit Tony. Tony said, that's why your mom is the NBA horn. All they do is pinch her in the back and she'd be like, huh? <laughs> 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 the fact that you can remember it let you, <laughs> let you further know. <laughs> that, look, because he sound just like the horn. And I worked NBA for like, <laughs> so I was like, I looked around, I was like, oh, God. Because <laughs> K Dub was normally pretty good, so somebody could get him, they got him. Yo, and he was like, and he, he, the thing is, he is the nicest guy. Him, yeah. Double D, nicest dudes. But when you get him going, oh. Yeah. But yeah, me, I, I, I got to the point because I talked funny. Okay. When I first moved here, I had to call Park Water. I was in Massachusetts. I sound like an East Coast. So when I talk, kids yeah. be like, hey, where you from, bro? Child, why you like that, bro? Like, right. hey, say that again, bro. I'd be like, water. They'd be like, ha, ha, bro. Hell no. <laughs> and I lived in Kensington Station. I lived in the deck. I lived in I lived Vine City before they built the dome. I mm -hmm. lived in those apartments that everybody wanted to live in with the gate. I lived there. And it was good. Like, it's real talk. So when I would go places, people would be like, uh, can I get a, a number two? Mm -hmm. What, nigga? Shout out to me. I ain't never heard the whole. It's I know it's three letters, but nigga, I ain't never heard all three letters. It's all there. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, cause I was correcting people. Like, I worked in the medical field, so somebody be like, "Range it off." I'd be mm -hmm. like, "That is a salad dressing. I don't understand." <laughs> and they would be like, "Excuse me," and they would say, "Like, no." And I'm thinking tote as in bag. They like, no, that mean the carrot got there. Shout you stupid, bruh. Oh, and I'm, like, I'm not dumb. I'm just saying the words are being used wrong. Correctly. Is it right? You're looking at me like oh. now. I came down here from LA. I'm from LA. So when we got down there, they told us we were like, I'm I done got the little country slang now. Yeah. But they told us we were proper. We was like, what? Oh yeah. I was <laughs> killing them, but I would kill you on the phone because they would be okay. like, hi. How are you? Great. So my um I'm gonna be down around nine. Nine mm -hmm. is a good time. We can yeah, we could definitely meet there. And they see me, they're like, oh, this dude is he he's a black dude. Like he really <laughs> and then the name don't help. Hank, they be like, So where are your family from? Springfield, Massachusetts. My father and my mom still live. 
Yeah, but and I remember it was um it was one of my brother's friends. He was telling me and my mama story. We was looking at him like just like a deer in hell. Like we didn't know what the hell he was. Saying. Yeah, and my <laughs> cousins is from Augusta. Um, oh. my father's from Americas. Um, mm-hmm. cousins live in Savannah. I got tons of family here, and yeah. they would look at me crazy too. I was supposed to come down here and play basketball, and. Like, you know, come to college, all that. I was like, I can't do it. Because I got tired of the ridicule. Hey, man, why you talking like that, bro? Hey, and you talk. And then the only thing that broke got me down here was Freak Nick. Freak Nick, my oh, boy, no. is Travis Best, played for Georgia okay. Tech. And mm-hmm. he, they used to talk about the Freak Nick all the time. Me and my cousin Chris, my cousin Chris Christmas from North Winston-Salem, North Carolina, we drove. No, he's from Raleigh. We drove down here. I picked him up. We drove down here for two of the Freak Nicks. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell me I couldn't pull them because I was like, hey, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what I'm saying? What's your name? You know what I'm saying? They were like, ooh, where you from? New York? Nah, I'm from Boston. And I had to stop saying that. I was like, I'm from Springfield, Massachusetts, where the Hall of Fame is. Like, well, basketball, man. That's where it's invented, baby. You know what I mean? And it was working. I was like, oh, I'm staying. I'm staying. I'm staying. (laughs) <laughs> this Negro was telling us a story and he was just like, Yeah, and he was like, So boom, you know, we went down the store and the line, but shut it up. And we was like, What? And he, every time he gets you, he like, Shut it up. And we're, we're looking around. I was like, I don't see the door he talking about at all. And he looking at us like, What? The, this nigga was saying, But check this though. Yes. Nigga, I was done. I said, I don't know. It messed me up a couple of times, but I stopped judging because <laughs> it, it, it got me in a couple, not physical fights, but dude, mm-hmm. like, Hey, man. You don't, you don't, you you don't like how I say what I say, bro. And I'm like, um, it's fine. <laughs> like, I'm gonna let this cup pass. I don't, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not trying because I live, I lived in Kensington Station before, like during and before, after when they had bodies in the the lake yeah. and all that. I had the dope boys lived in my building. You know, it was ill. I was learn I, everything about Atlanta. I learned Yazines. You got to call in your order. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can get your fish fried extra hard. <laughs> you know, it was just stuff mm-hmm. I knew. Like I was here when it was Atlanta Live, One Twelve, mm-hmm. um, Kyle. Yeah, I was here, so it was like, dude, you from Atlanta, bro? Listen, listen like, my mom did four, not know. Four on four days, shouted. We don't dance no more. Mm-hmm. My mama did not know that there was there was no M in sandwich until she oh. was finished. Because my grandma used to say sandwich all the time. She knew the M in sandwich. (laughs) Yeah. Man, let me tell you something. You know what? If you feel like this, Atlanta, I was born in Massachusetts, but Atlanta made me. I can tell you that much. Atlanta made me. I work for Well, well, go ahead. Do your other questions. I'll be jumping around talking. (laughs) All right. So moving on. How have you stayed motivated in the entertainment industry during the quarantine time? Oh, uh, my wife. <laughs> okay. What the hell are you going to do? <laughs> it's easy. It's easy. How, what the hell are you going to do? No, nah, I, I knew that it was a new time. We were going to a new place. And okay. people really need to laugh. Um, teachers started dying mm. from COVID, from my push. And, like, and, they were the, and I was like, you got to do it. But I, I hit a dark patch myself. Not based on being out, because I was doing shows. Like, little like this. My medical background, I was like, you think about how I stay healthy all the time. It's the same process. You know, like, if I could wear a mask during pollen season and nobody not look at me crazy before pandemic, I would. I would be walking around 
pollen season, I'll be walking around with a mask on. They'd be like, why you got a mask on? You don't see this yellow shit everywhere? Exactly. You don't see this? Pollen is aggressive. Pollen is a gang. It'll mm -hmm. come right in. It don't know. You don't even know how to get in your house. Mm -hmm. And I was just that process of me owning content. It's like I started a podcast called Sneakers Unplugged, and mm -hmm. I recorded it. I'm dropping that. And then I did interviews with comedians on joke dealers. I did interviews with teachers called Teacher Relief Live or Teacher Talks. And I was just like, build the content on the other end of it because the money is based in content. And right. it's like, so if you home, you got the lighting and stuff, interview these people, catalog that stuff. So then when you get to the point where you have, it's called intellectual property. So mm -hmm. I go ahead, LLC it, trademark it, put it out. It pops somewhere and it's doing numbers. That money's going to feed my kids, their kids, kids, because content is timeless. Right. So if I'm going to sit here and be this energy and this talented and have these ideas, why not do it when you're sitting around the house trying to avoid your family? <laughs> that part. Listen, I've been doing my podcast for 2018, but I like the, the quarantine made me really beef up on it because I'm lying doing enough. Yes. And it's <laughs> like you, it, it's, it's an exchange of energy. You're mm -hmm. talking. Um, and this this is where we're headed. Like everybody takes content in on their phones. Nobody yeah. ain't really sitting behind no TV and no, they don't even sit behind their computer and watch. Right. they taking everything in on their phone. So if you can put this this work everywhere, like now it's like if you do this, you can put it everywhere. Like it's almost like oh, I made a show. What channel is it on? All of them. Mm -hmm. All right. of them. That's right. Well, moving on, during the quarantine, a lot of people was watching the verses. Did you, were you a fan of the verses? Yeah. Okay, so which was your favorite verses of all time? Uh, was it Bougie Bonton? And <laughs> oh, when they called the police. <laughs> that nigga thought it out, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> we all fire. I'm all fire. I was like, yes. Oh. You or oh, you couldn't do nothing like yeah, select Whoop, you 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 banging on the walls like a Jamaican party. Oh, but hey, bring me a plate, Bonson. Oh man, then oh, uh, Jada Kiss. Oh yes, that was Jada Kiss by himself. They ain't even need nobody else. Man, let me man. say, let me tell you something. The locks. Everybody else was cute, you know what I mean? SWV, all that. Yeah, I don't, everybody's, but man, Bushman. Bujima and uh, the lot, those two. Whew. Well, there's three that was most entertaining to me as far as that level. The Booty Bontime was one, uh -huh. um, the locks and Jeezy. And uh, oh, well, that one was creepy. Oh, yeah, that was, that, that, I was like, if, if they start shooting in here, well, that's why I was so entertained because I'm like, nigga, do I need to duck? Like, I felt scared in my own house, bro. <laughs> that was creepy. I was like, they they cool, everybody cool. They're like, yeah. yeah. But no, my favorite. But it got tacky because they started talking about how much money they spend and all. I was like, "Can stay to the music, dog." No, so that was uh, who that was Gucci being extra Gucci. tacky. Jeezy was trying to be like, "All right, let's be grown men about it." Let's right. move in. <laughs> Gucci was like, "Nigga, my outfit cost ten thousand. Like, <laughs> you spent ten thousand on that. That's great." <laughs> <laughs> no, my favorite one was um, because it was my childhood. Brandy and Monica. Yeah, was, I like that one. I, I, I that one was cool. That was, that was cool. Was, I could tell Monica was getting pissed off about them poems. She's like, "This bitch pull out another poem, goddamn!" I'm so sick of these poems. Yo, Brandy's super, super earthy, crunchy now. <laughs> what? 
earthy, crunchy. You know them people live in little five be talking about, you know, earthy. You know, you oh, have to be. She airing about you now. Yeah, be saging you in the grocery store. But like, get, you gonna set off the alarm? <laughs> All right. So if you had to put a versus together that has not been done yet, who would you want to match up? Um. Wow. I don't know. Let me see. Buster Rhymes is somebody. Okay. Anybody who, who I, I would say Buster Rhymes. I probably would say Buster Rhymes. I could. I would say Fat Joe maybe. Um, because I'm thinking about who has the catalog to compete with him. Um, I only know Lean Back from Fat Joe. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I only know. Oh well, yo, Fat Joe got a lot of um. But I would say anybody, Buster Rhymes and anybody. I was Missy Elliott was be the only one that I think could, could go at him, but yeah. everybody else don't have that catalog. I'm trying to think of but I know Buster Rhymes going he gonna give us he gonna be like yo he gonna he ain't gonna stop yo I got I got hits. <laughs> you ain't lying. You I can't even think of other than Missy, but yeah, I don't. Mm. Buster Rhymes is somebody. somebody. I just want to see him because everybody else, I'm like, eh. You know, Jay Z. Oh, well, if we if we're not talking about the same genre, you he could do a um maybe a Lil Wayne. He would destroy Lil Wayne. They catalog about the same though, as far as hits. I don't know. Yeah, I would say Wheezy. Yeah, I'm not like we're not saying the same decade, but just you know catalog. Yeah. You know, I would say Wheezy, and that would be dope. You know why? Because it would bring two generations together to watch. That's true. That's true. Yep. But that would be it. I couldn't. I couldn't fit nobody else. Yeah. No, nah. because everybody yeah. else's catalog is major. It's like you know, if you can't, you know, I if I had it to do, I would put Prince and Michael Jackson. What? Oh, Prince was my look. Prince would be like, um, no, I'm not. Prince is rude. Yeah, he he'd be rude. I'm not doing it. Why would I, I, I do that? You. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Michael is mine. No, Michael good. is good at what he does. I'm good at what I do. That part. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he's. That's how I was. <clears throat> Who else, I think that would be really dope if they and they and they can make it happen. They need to if they put Little Wayne and Ti them two catalogs. That no. would be dope. Little Wayne would get Ti. How you? Are you serious? I think so. I don't know it, because it, commercially, Little Wayne's music has jumped a lot of commercial barriers. For, yeah. Okay. Because it's like Lil Wayne stuff has been it's commercial it's been commercially pushed so much. Ti got a few that's commercially pushed, but for yeah. us because we play Ti in the club and all that. Right. For Lil Wayne stuff, you know, you go to concerts, yeah, and you see white kids. True. And then you go to one concert, you just it's black white. That catalog is pushing when it's all white kids. That is true. I didn't think about it that way because I was because I I'm listening to Ti stuff the other day. I'm just like, I you, I I got majority of all it. Well, I I think I got all of the albums. I'm just like, yeah, hey, I got cool. a lot of his stuff because he got he got a lot of hits and yeah. you know what I mean. But it's like right now where you are now, it's like he got so much commercial stuff. But his commercial crossover was more yeah. or less TV. It was right. TV and movies and screen wasn't more or less music. But his music hits like I ain't never been as do, 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 do. 
Oh, what That's you know about that? Oh, man, you can't tell me nothing. I, man, I had them playing it up north. They weren't playing. They T.I. in the club. I'm like, my brother's a DJ. I'm like, yo, y'all need to be bumping T.I. right now. Listen, like, yeah. made me a fan, but Be Easy made me a long lead fan. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> All right, we move it on. What is the ultimate goal you want to achieve in the industry? Um, I just want to be a name like that can make stuff happen. Um, mm -hmm. Comedy is my gift that gets me in the doors, but I want to be somebody that makes the needle move. Like if Hank Denson says it or Hank Denson put a stamp on it, it's a it's a green. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to be walking around and I'm just uh, an entertainer where they just come on in, we'll pay you to do that. I want to be like somebody who owns it, moves it, hires people to do it, or they didn't do, they wouldn't do it unless I said it was going to be dope. Mm. That's, that's, hey, that's good right there. <laughs> I mean, you know, if influence, if you're going to have, if you're going to influence people in your face, you should be able to influence them off the stage. And commercially, and in the markets, it's like that's what we're here for. You get that gift to move the needle, especially as a black man. You got to be able to move the needle. You got to be able to go in a room and change people's ideal about black people or the black experience. Not just steal our culture and uh, misappropriate it and do whatever they want with it. They, we got to be able to control it and then show them how to use it and then respect it. So definitely. All right. Name one entrepreneur that you admire and why. Oh, man. Come on, man. My dude, uh, Byron Allen. Mm, okay. I see that. You even got to tell me. Well, I already know. <laughs> Byron Allen. It's like, hey, dude, look, I'll create it. I'll sell my own, you, I'll sell my own marketing, and mm. then I'm going to buy everything else. And then ask me why I don't, we don't own it. That's, that's it. Just why do you don't, why do we, why, why don't we own it? Yeah. Why not? Why, why not? He is the level of why not. Mm. True. Kevin true. Hart and other people underneath it. Will uh, Steve Harvey? I learned a lot about Steve Harvey in the last couple of weeks. But okay. yo, own it. Like create it, own it. Intellectual property. Like own it. We're so talented. Oh. It makes my stomach hurt sometimes. I'll be like, oh. And then cats get mad. Why you ask me all that? I'm like, do you own it? What do you? But see, if you know better, you do better. Like right. they, they they getting through all these little bad deals or whatever because they're not doing the research. They just, really, they just really, I am yeah. really proud of eighty five South. Man. Oh yeah, Ooh. they're taping their own stuff for their app now. Man, mm -hmm. eighty five South. My hat, my hat off to Carlos Miller and the crew, yo. Dope. Because if you gonna have you gonna have numbers and data, yeah, and don't do nothing with it. That's you know? see, this is the dope thing I love that I love about their platform is because they didn't just get on and be like, okay, I'm on. They're like educating people on how to get their stuff done. They reset the brand of what a tour comedy is. Most cats are when they do shows and they tour all over the country and there's mm -hmm. comedians on the show. You do your time, I do your time, you do they're giving us a synergy of three of them, right? All together with a band, and then they're bagging it, and then they yeah. have a podcast. It's just merchandise mm -hmm. everything across the board is just dope and the next thing that they, they got now with the um tv yeah if i saw tv you start creating movies and all that other stuff mm -hmm. then you get production deals where you partner with studios because yeah. they want those numbers so I'm, I'm not surprised if a year from now 
they ain't doing, they ain't got a production deal with Netflix or Hulu or somebody where they're producing movies and other content. They probably got it now. They just put it, they ain't put it out the bag yet, but they probably got it now. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. So I'm telling you, it's, it's, yeah. it's dope to see something that amazing. Yeah, because I mean, look, Adam Sandler, um, Judd Apatow, all these dudes, mm-hmm. all they do is grab their boys. Yes, absolutely. Get their boys hot. Everybody go out, get their check, write their stuff, come back together, do a dope project. That's all they do. And it's like, I don't understand the amount of the comedy and the talent that we have. Cats can't get together, just write us. They can't. And that's that's one of my guys put it in my heart to start writing stuff and bringing the cats in that I know to just yes. be like, yo, we're going to shoot it. We're going to write it. Everybody going to eat. Go do your tour after it go out. Everybody go out. If we can go out together, come back in, write something else, create something else. And you know me, so I need to be a part of that. So uh, <laughs> go ahead and sprinkle that in real quick. Hey, go ahead, Michelle, uh, speak it into existence. Now, what would you tell any upcoming entertainer or entrepreneur? Um, own your stuff, dot com your name, go do the legals first because mm-hmm. you can go viral overnight. You go viral overnight, you don't own nothing. True. You go hot on TikTok, so you got a million followers, then what? How are you mm-hmm. gonna monetize that? How can you don't even have a landing page? Get a piece of merchandise, okay? If you got a million people who can show up, or if you got 50,000 people who will show up to see you, what if you turn that into a dollar? So at least if you got half of that, that's $20,000 of straight revenue that you got. Don't take opportunities for granted. When you walk in a room, your job for yourself is to grab as much data out of that room as you can as an entertainer. You ain't just the entertainer. Separate yourself from the entity Make yourself a different entity. Kevin Hart, when you see Kevin Hart, you pay for Kevin Hart, the performer, then you pay for the production. Mm. Kevin Hart production is a deposit that's $300,000, dollars because it's a guaranteed sick ticket sale. Then yeah. you get Kevin Hart, which is totally different, and then he going to want the rights to it, the licensing, so he can push it, put it wherever he wants to. That's Be right. that. That's Be right. that. Try to, try to build that. Because show business comes in two words, show and business. It should be business of show because business is the, the key word first. Business is the key word. I'm telling you. Well, now we are moving on to the fun segments of the day. Our first one is kiss or diss. That's celebrity crushes. You're going to decide who you kissing, who you dissing. All right. Mm. Our first one. Jill okay, Scott. Wait, hold on. Where is this going? Where is this going? Because my wife be watching. Where's this <laughs> it's hypothetical. We know you ain't finna kiss them. <laughs> okay. I don't even like these women. <laughs> Jill Scott or Erica Badu? Who you kissing? Who you dissing? Ooh, Jill Scott. Because I don't know what about Erica Badu, but she be having you messed up. Okay. You ain't gonna have me wearing no toe rings. <laughs> no turbans. You ain't gonna have me <laughs> making hats and something about Erica Badu have dudes twisted. Mm-mm. All right. Andre 3000 ain't been the same since. Mm-hmm. You ain't lying. <laughs> Common either. <laughs> All right. Carrie Washington or Regina King? Who you can't oh, Regina King. Okay. Yeah. Regina King. Nothing against Carrie, but Regina King. Them eyes? Mm. Okay. Moving on. Harriet Tubman or Barbara Jordan? Who you kissing? Who you dissing? Who's Barbara Jordan? You a teacher and you don't know who Barbara Jordan is? Who's Barbara Jordan? I'm the, not a teacher though. Who's Barbara Jordan? I'm sorry. <laughs> the um, the uh, well, I hate to say old school, but she was a um, the first black lawyer. 
Oh, no, I'm kissing uh, Harriet Tubman. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. All these years, I thought you was in the teaching field. No, this is the magic that we call entertainment. The oh. video went viral with the 10 million views for me chaperoning an aquarium trip. And I, oh, that's why the business is important. I trademarked the hashtag, pay teachers more money. Did a tour called Clubs Wouldn't Book Me because they didn't know what it was. I don't need you. I get one or two clubs. And I, because I, this makes people nervous. Because mm. I'm not a teacher and I talk like I do. It, 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 and I move teachers to inspire them to, to live their lives and to, to protect themselves. And I, I coined it Teacher Relief Live and I did a 35 city tour on my own, all the major clubs. Oh, that is so dope. Yeah. On, so man. this right here is part of one of my brands because I got sneakers. Mm. I got a podcast too. Look, I touch sneakers, sneakers unplugged. Okay, okay. And I have Joke Dealers, which is a brand that's all production. And, you know, my wife has a company called Wifey Company. And okay. my son is writing a book. So it's all, when you have one piece of data that moves, you can add other pieces to it. Absolutely. So, yeah. But no, nah, no, nah, I'm not. I would kiss Harriet Tubman because, one, she'll come back and get you mm -hmm. under any circumstance. I, I don't need no woman to leave me and not come back and get me. Whether she running or driving a car, Harry's gonna be like, I'm coming to get you. You remember the scene when she came back to get her husband? And he had married somebody else? I was like, she came. Dude, a woman, women have choices. Yes, facts. She, facts. Came, she, she ran, ran. She ran to Massachusetts and then ran back to Mississippi to get you. No, you want. You coming with me, player. That's, that's a healthy woman. That's who you want kids with. You talking about <laughs> Huh? Some athletes? Shh. All right, we are moving. These little asthmatic little some kids we got now. Shit, I need a kid that can run. You can you run to Boston? Uh huh, Daddy. I can. Yes, cause your mother can. <laughs> All right, we are moving on to DAQs. This dumbass question, just random questions. I want answers to. If you were a superhero, what would be your superhero name, and what would your power be? Oh, disappearing man. <laughs> okay. There's some shit you just need to just, I got to get out of here. Poof. <laughs> and that gas is so expensive. <laughs> so I would rather just be able to go poof and be at the house. And you know what? I need to go to the, because I live in Kennesaw, like Kennesaw, Georgia. So look, you see your face? So imagine I'm if I live in Kennesaw, I know. <laughs> imagine if I could go through a poof and I'm on the couch at Atlanta Comedy Theater. Poof, yes. And I go to punch. You know how much money I'm saying? Poof, TD. If I could take people with me, come on. You want to be part of that, Michelle? I'm like, hey, Michelle, yes. look. We call to, man. That's it. We going to Hawaii. All we got to do is make the reservations. We're that's in here. So come by the house. You can park the car in the driveway. Y'all ready? Got your bags? Poof. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For $20,000, would you legally change your name to <laughs> Butt Crunch McGee for three years? No. Uh-uh. Mm -mm. The reason why is because I'm named after my father. Okay. And my son is named after me. And I told my dad that his name would be known all over the world. And I'm <laughs> and I'm partly there. I'm almost there. So well, butt crunch would not be twenty thousand dollars wouldn't touch it. Cause I can make you know what the the, the how God works, the universe works, I can make twenty thousand dollars. Three years? Yes. Absolutely. That's Hank Vincent. So I the B butt crack. What would you say, butt scrack McGee? Mm -mm, ain't enough money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
for what is the worst name you could give a free clinic? Oh, itchy and be gone. <laughs> itchy. You can call it the itchy clinic. They'd be like, what? But it'd be packed. What's the, you know what? I can't think of that name. That it's a song. When you said that, this came to me. It'd be like, the itchy. <laughs> oh, right. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. The itchy clinic, because it would be packed. Because people be like, it didn't have to be nothing special. You know what I mean? It don't have to be actually genitalia. It, okay. But people be like, I'm itching. And if that's all you had to say when you get there, I'm itching. They'll be like, oh, yeah, we can take care of that. Okay. <laughs> if you if animals could talk, which one would be the rudest? Oh, that damn cat. Cats mm-hmm. is rude as shit. <laughs> they rude. Man, I don't like cats. Cats is rude. I used to have a cat. I got a, uh, had a, a cloth top. Cloth, my wife had a cloth top Mercedes. That cat would climb his ass up on the car, on the car shed, and just look at us. <laughs> I was like, man, cats is rude. Can, yeah. Man, you ever you see the little you see the little videos where the cats be slapping people, slapping babies? Cat would slap the hell out you. They smart though. I had a cat before, and it scared the hell out of me. I had one of these doors where it's like you had to prop it against something, so it wouldn't um, close out of that. He he knew how to open it, yeah. and I he had his own little room. I went to sleep one night, the alarm was on, and all of a sudden, my fo- all my phones was ringing. I'm like, "What's going on?" So I picked up the phone. It was like, "Your alarm is going on. Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Oh shoot!" So now I'm listening, like, "Oh god, somebody must be in the house." So now I'm grabbing a knife by my bed, like, "Hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to creep up." And all I heard was jingle, jingle, jingle. I said, "This nigga, this cat, yeah. got they rude. <laughs> they so rude. You know how rude they are when they move into your house. They piss all over everything, so no one else can live there." Now I ain't had that problem. You got cats? No, I had one. I don't, I don't have any more. But I never had one. Because he ain't rude. Oh, okay. He's a rude cat. I'm telling you, cats is rude, bro. Rude. You ever see them walk across the street and look at you slow? Like, what? Just like, walk. Like, you won't hit their ass? Like, yeah. Uh-huh. And you ain't, look, you ain't scared of nothing else black. You ain't lying. You scared of black people. They scared of black people and what else? Black cats. That's it. Cats is rude, nasty bastards. I swear, I don't like them. Oh, they you ever see one spit up a hairball? Oh, and then leave it, leave it right there. Don't walk off like ain't nothing happened. Like that didn't just come out your back of your throat. Oh, yeah. All right, name three items you would purchase to make a cashier feel uncomfortable. Oh, (laughs) cashier, what store? Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, you know what it is. Okay. Duct tape. Okay. Rope. Mm-hmm. And a shovel. Okay, you definitely burying somebody. Yep, they'll be like, mm-hmm, "Sir, don't do it." <laughs> I'm like, I had enough of these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, don't do it. You know that's a flag. What? It's flag. Sometimes my brother-in-law used to be GBI. That's a flag. Like, they flag that. You can't oh. order that on Amazon. They'll flag you. Dang. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, the way I said it in this order, mm-hmm. they gonna flag me. But don't be surprised. They'll be like, can we talk to you? All hypotheticals. Can we talk about your interview with Hank Denson the other day? How well do you know him? Oh, All right, we are moving on to GMG. What grinds your gangster name? One of your pet peeves. Oh, right now, one of my pet peeves is uh, 
Res- I got a few. One of my major pet peeves that I, I, I live by is people don't, nobody cares. Okay. You, you stop thinking people care. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. When you stop thinking about who cares, you gonna, it's going to free up all your life. We mm-hmm. spend so much of our time thinking about who cares. Right. And my pet peeve to anybody be like, yo, if something you want to do, who can't do it? Who cares? If you get no, you get all that. Who? That's one of my highest. Everything that I've accomplished is I, I don't think about who, anybody else agreeing or thinking it's dope. I'm like, I'm doing it. I don't care. That's correct. All right. Now we are going to our fan favorite, which is Opera That Thing Out. That is where you are picking any song that you know at least one full verse to, and you're singing in your best opera voice. It can be a rap song, theme song, nursery rhyme, whatever you got. Okay. I am only a bill. I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. But today I am still. But I don't know the rest of the rest, but today I am still. Just her bill. <laughs> That's how you do that thing? All right. Okay. I thought about that when you first said it. I said, oh, I'm going to sing that. I was going to do, and I unpack my adjectives. <laughs> and I unpack my <laughs> adjectives. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are moving on to our last segment, which is Sing a Do. Sing a Do is a family friendly game we create over the quarantine. Me and my homeboy DJ All Star. All you're doing is singing the melody of a song, but you can only use the word do. We have different genres. We got hip hop, RB, greatest hits, TV themes, country rock, party and dance hits. So I'm going to do RB and hip hop because that's my lane. So okay. I'm going to go ahead and start and I'm going to let you guess and I'm going to let you do a couple too. Okay. All right, let's go. Um, do 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 There we go. All right. Let's see. Okay. Do 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 I don't know. I know the melody, but I don't know the words. Emotional, Carl Thomas. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right, last one. Hold on to your love. All right, here we go. Yep. All right, so now I'm gonna hold up the card to the um camera. Okay. The song that you know, let me know, and I put it down. I'm gonna try to get. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, wait a minute. If I need to move, where where is the song at? You know, I had to take these glasses off. What did you mean? Oh, um, I could pick anyone. Yeah, anyone you know. Okay, here we go. Uh, oh, go put it back up. Gosh, I picked the wrong one because I was thinking about how I'm gonna do do how I'm gonna do do that. Ah, do 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 do. Oh, I can't stand the rain, Missy Ellie. Okay. Woo, that was that was rough. I was like that second one. I was like, okay. What was the second one? 
Oh, hey, uh, Mr. Postman. Okay. That was a doo -doo 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 -doo. I don't know how many doodles can I fit. Okay. All right, next one. Oh, oh, man. Okay. Oh, come on, brain. I knew I shouldn't have had that edible. Hold on. <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh. You can pick it do, up. Do, 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 do. It was juicy. I I I, I, told, I destroyed that. Juicy? Yeah, because like, I didn't, I don't know if I'm doing the melody or the words, so I'm always thinking. You sing the, words. the melody of the, the the melody, the the beat basically, but well, no, the melody will be the lyrics. So yeah, the melody. So it's like, yeah. So my tape pop. I, yeah, because oh, how many doodles do you put on, in? Like, how do you do juicy? Um, right. Too much. Tape. Oh, you know what? I would have did the hook. Do 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 do. See, do. Yeah. This, this is a good game, though. Well, thank this you. Is a good game. This I'm gonna try game. one more, and then we're gonna be out of here. Let's All see. right. Gosh. Oh, this is easy. Okay. Do 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 do. There it is. Huh? Whoop, there it is. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, that is how you play. That was dope. That was dope because I was like, she don't know that one. Because that just sound like doo 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 doo. Well, you know, I'm a DJ too, so you know, I be knowing some music. Yeah. Oh, you got to be a real music head for this game. You got to be oh, a real music head. Absolutely. At least, at yeah. least know something. How many? Like, you got Hall of Notes and other stuff on here? I do. I know we like we we even got country and rock. Like I don't some of these songs I don't know, but the reason we did it like that is because you know everybody ain't just an R and B and hip hop fan. We yeah. for everybody. So if you like country and rock, it's on there. You like TV. You got this in Target already, sis? Not yet. We trying. We trying. Walmart? Nope. We, we right now it's this hand to hand in our website until we get until we get picked up by somebody because hey. we got and all that. Hey, look, look, let me know. I invest. This is gonna be amazing. I can't wait. <laughs> I we got game show and everything. We got sing a do game on YouTube right now. We done dropped the game. We trying to we trying to make it like a um like a real show like, like yeah like a wild and out or something like that. Yeah, so. I got a, a game show. It's called That's a Damn Deal. Okay, all right. And what it is is based on we've been at home and everybody been trying to you know groceries. We buy stuff online. I picked whatever the meal or the item is. So it's like if I'm cleaning the bathroom, I get these three items. I tell you how much they were. And then okay. you got to beat that price. If you beat that price, I cash out you what you spent. Mm, so okay. spaghetti dinner, simple stuff, though. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I made couscous with, um, you know, a little reduction and some, you know, ratatouille. Right. No, we ain't doing all that. We're going to keep it at 25 or less. Okay. But the, that's a damn deal. And then people just, because if you go and people clean the bathroom or stuff they do around the house, they're like, oh. Usually I go get this, this, and this. Well, these three items, do you get them at this price? Or do you just, you know? And so everybody looks for a deal. That's a damn deal. 
Yeah, that is. All right now. You better drop them knowledge. Well, please let everybody know how they can find you, what shows you got going up, what you're selling, your merch, all that good stuff. So everything is Hank Denson Comedy, as you see right here. Hank Denson Comedy. If you can't find me under that, on any Instagram, social media platform, you can put in your search engine hashtag Pay teachers more money in your search engine. It brings up all my information. I do have a comedy special coming out next month called Paying Different. Um, you'll see it on all different platforms, XM Series, Radio iTunes. Pray for me, support me, because I'm shopping it. I wanted to do some on, I wanted to do some big video things. Um, but it's okay. It's okay if it don't, but you gotta see this comedy special. It is a, a coming of Hank Denson on this new level after pandemic. And I tell anybody in here, love, love to laugh. Because that's all you have. They are slapping comedians, but love to laugh regardless. <laughs> <laughs> well, that has been another episode of Candid Kisses TV. We drop every Monday. We go live on Wednesday and on Thursday, we drop um, episodes every week. So make sure you follow, like, subscribe, comment. We are on streaming platforms, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. So Google it. You know what you know what I'm saying? And you know what I told you earlier? If I don't want to fuck nobody up, but you don't want to fuck no. <laughs> We don't want to have to fuck your body up. But we will if we have to. We will if we... That's the Aquarius. I'm I'm very, very nice, but don't put your hands on me. That, that part. Because <laughs> if I go like this, like people be like, you can't see? No, I'm about to kick your ass. That's it. If I, if I slowly start removing items... Yeah. People ask me, like, why do you go to the gym? Just in case. Yeah. My cousin called me like, hey, you think somebody gonna walk up and try to, I said, ain't no, ain't nobody trying to, dude, I'm waiting for a fight. I've been waiting. Like, I've been waiting. Don't let it be one of them drought, don't let it be one of them drought weeks where my wife is like, mm-mm, no. I'm, man, please. I had a comedy show the other day. My wife was like, let's do it real quick. I was like, mm-mm, I'm gonna need my legs. Need my legs. <laughs> just in case I gotta beat somebody's ass in here, I'm gonna need my legs. What you gonna need you know? your legs? You can't you can't serve them like you need to if you that that leg weak. <laughs> I don't you. you know, fights is only five seconds, so I need to be like, oh no, ooh, 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 yeah. <laughs> Your legs is weak. You're like, oh, man. oh I should have told her to get on top. <laughs> <laughs> Candid Kisses TV is sponsored by Singadu. Did you do it today? Singadu. Singadu. Drip right, artistperiod.com has it for you. That's A R T I S T P E R I O D.com. Get your drip right with artistperiod.com and Candid Kisses TV. Make sure you get it today.
Candid Kisses TV is brought to you by Kissable Lips Cosmetics. You can be kissed without kissable lips. Shop kissablelipscosmetics.com today for all your beauty needs.